What's up, what's up, what's up, y'all? It is the Planet Podcast back for another show. Hey, hi, everybody. It is your host, Medusa Maybe, and we are back with another great episode of the Planet Podcast. We've got a lot of things to discuss, so I'm going to go ahead and let my team introduce themselves, and we're going to hop right into it. So, Cassio, go ahead and introduce yourself. My bad. What's up, everybody? This is Cassio. <laughs> uh, this is Cassio. Uh, thank you uh, once again, EGOBN, for letting me uh, rock with you all. I'm going to try to give you all I can, the best I can, for as long as I can. And um, yeah, I appreciate you guys letting me be here. So, really, really fast, I have to say this because King Light Skin, King Light Skin says something happened. He can't hear anybody. So, he actually asked me not to start, but I kind of already started oh. so we we gonna just go over. yeah oh. we're gonna just go because i'm wow. already started. i hear y'all now i just i just suggested we start over now nah, the public gonna hear this y'all gonna start without me huh <laughs> I'm hey guys 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 i would consider it a no, I would consider no. it a birthday present if you guys didn't fight on my birthday. No, oh. they got you. Got I'm you. Blown up the group chat like <laughs> I can't hear y'all. Nobody saw that. What? No, I saw yeah. your text. It, I saw your text, but by then I had already started the show. I was legit about to do your intro for you when you when magic happened and you came back like the the light skin gods are for one of their own. It's just even your on. turn to introduce yourself, though. I don't want to talk no more. We love you. Love you. I'm going to let Terrence go before me because it's his birthday. Wow. Oh, thank you. Okay, so, <clears throat> hold on. <clears throat> Whoa. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> I, 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 I got to get, I, I get back in my zone. Okay. <clears throat> okay. There you go. You got to get the kinks out. But it is, lady. Right. Hey, Rangers, Riders, and Magical Girls! It's your fi- it's your favorite Toku reviewer, Toku Terry, once again. And happy birthday um, to you, bro! Thanks, thanks. Yes, uh, thank you, thank you. 20, 27 years old. Did not expect to make it to eighteen. So this is just. So I've been playing it by ear for the last nine years. Not gonna lie. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Same. But uh, <laughs> but uh, we're here. We're here once again to give you. A, the black pers- the black perspective on our on all the news that you want to hear. I don't know how to I don't know how to follow with that amazing introduction. <laughs> but uh, again, happy birthday, my guy! This your boy Jensen, man, runner owner of Jensen's World. Going to talk about uh, the usual amazing topics that we usually have. We'll keep it simple today because they start to show without me. Come in my feelings. <laughs> He's in his light skin feelings, ladies and gentlemen. And that intro was enough because there was no juice, no excitement to that intro. So, oh, no. so we all know what kind of podcast this is about to be. It's going to be the light skin ring. I, I I chose to make you people my friends. I, I <laughs> sat there and I made this decision, and I said, "This is a smart plan." See, Justin, lighten up, like literally. See, <laughs> I heard you. I want to explain for this to go, but I heard you. <laughs> like, no. I'm, I'm sorry. It's, 
I'm sorry. It's, mm. it's, all, it's all coming out for some mm. reason. I don't know. I don't know mm. why I'm dead. Okay. Mm. I'm so mm. glad we are not live because. So, in honor of Toku Terry's birthday, okay, we just don't go ahead and like jump right in to the happy birthday, Toku Terry. Thank you, thank you. All right, all right. So, good old Ray Fisher, who we have talked about even before the movie came out. You know what I'm saying? I think we touched we touched base on this a little bit in the last podcast about all the allegations he had against Josh Wheaton. You know, at the time, he didn't really divulge a lot of information. So we didn't know if his, you know, if his problems were like genuine or if it was the fact that he was, you know, he was, I think, one of the less, the least prestigious actors in that movie, right? Um, compared to, you know, Jason Momoa, Gal Gadot, Ben Affleck, you know what I'm saying? Fuck Ezra Miller, I don't care about him. <clears throat> so we didn't know if he was complaining from that perspective or if he really, you know, suffered some shit, you know what I'm saying, during his time filming with Josh Whedon. Well, he recently pretty much told his whole story out there. Like, it's all out there. If you were to Google... Ray, you ain't even got like Google Ray Fisher's grievances against DC. Like all you got to do is Google Ray Fisher and articles will pop up about how he basically went in on the mistreatment that he suffered underneath Joss Whedon. And not only did he go in on the mistreatment, he named names of like top executives at DC and WB that put him through that, you know, a lot of that shit that he went through. And it was more than just, you know, I think a lot of people was like, oh, well, he just didn't want to say booyah, which, <clears throat> by the way, I kind of wanted that line in the movie. Don't ask me. I just did. Um, <laughs> we got the little... sonic cannon. We got the sonic <laughs> cannon at least. <laughs> I was disappointed he ain't saying Whatever. I'm a like, Teen Titans fan. Whatever. I wanted yeah, it. But it's not know. even Teen Titans Go. He actually did. He actually does occasionally say booyah in the comics. But, oh, well, there you go. Okay. Yeah, but Ray Fisher's complaint was that he felt that it would be messed up for uh, the for the only black only, character to have right. to have a catchphrase. And I'm like, it, it's. I'm like, okay. Uh, counter argument. Just have everyone else get their catchphrases back too. Basically, and, that, and you know what, and that and that's a good point. I mean, that's basically what it basically I mean, what you got to do. And it wasn't just it wasn't just him being the only character, you know, having a catchphrase. But I think it was also like when Josh, yeah, it was like the yeah, tone like of when it was supposed to I happen. Agree. Yeah, yeah, like he didn't like win and all that. Like it was just that, but it yeah, ended up being. Other, like oh, go ahead. That- Oh, I was saying all the other complaints he had about his mistreatment. Yeah, I get all those, but his complaint about not being about not wanting to say booyah because he thought it was right because he thought it would be weird. It would make black people look yeah, like he was like I'm the first black person because this is before Black Panther, mind you. Because right. when the first Justice League yeah, yeah. came out, yeah. Black Panther the movie wasn't out yet, right? So yeah. Ray Fisher would have been the yeah. first black comic book character. On a, in a major film, you know what I'm saying, and whatever. So he just felt like saying that would have diminished, I guess, the movement or something. Like it was. Yeah, just... it's a, it's a weird take. Like I, I want to get where, like, because I agree with all his other complaints. I want to agree with this one too, 
but I can't because it doesn't make sense. It's like, right. And like, he, like the best thing to do would be like if if your complaint is that um you don't want Cyborg saying booyah because you don't want your black character to uh be whittled down to a catch to a catchphrase, despite the fact that Cyborg's known for saying booyah in both the comics and the, and the cartoons. Yeah. Then I'd be like, okay, that's a fair point. Here, then why don't we just give everyone else back their catchphrases too? That way, you're not the only one. We could have um, Batman say, "I'm Batman." We could have Superman say, "Either up, up and away." Wait, wait! Oh my God, Superman did use one of his catchphrases in that movie. Well, he, it was a modified version of, it, but he used it when when he was fighting Steppenwolf. He did say, "I'm big." I do like truth, but I'm also a big fan of justice, which is a play on his catchphrase for truth and justice. Oh, I didn't even catch that. I didn't even so catch he, that. So he wouldn't even so he wouldn't even be the only one with a catchphrase because Superman used one of his. Didn't Ezra say he'd be back in a flash too? Isn't that one of the Flash's catchphrases? That is one of the Flash's catchphrases, but I can't remember if he said that in the yeah, in the Whedon cut. I, okay. I, 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 I yeah, that's right, in the Whedon cut. So yeah. I mean, so um, you know, so that aside, I mean, he did talk but other about. Other than that, yeah. The for the he, record, Whedon. For the record, I do agree with him that he should have punched Whedon in the face when Whedon decided to try to quote Shakespeare to get him to say "booyah" because that's just a douchebaggy move. Yeah, that was like that. And I mean, that, and look, I mean, Fisher I, I, goes I, in on a lot of other things, right? Yeah, like he talked really, about a lot of the lines, a lot yeah. of basically, you know, the fact that. Whedon took out like his whole like backstory and I'm when I say backstory I'm not talking about when his dad created him I'm talking about the scenes with his mother you know what I'm saying the football scene the scene with his mom the car accident the part where his dad comes to the hospital like all that stuff gets taken out Um, I don't oh oh no 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 go go ahead go ahead I was gonna say I don't even remember because I again I've tried to block out Whedon's version of the Justice League but I don't even remember if if the part with Gal Gadot is in the first movie where she talks oh, to him and tries to recruit him, I don't remember if that was not, in or it, if they it, changed it. It it's is, not? but okay. it's a well, it is, but it's a completely different scene. In both. Okay, in the original, okay. it's in the in the Whedon cut. It's like it, they're talking, and he's got the and he's complaining about how he can do all this stuff that he couldn't do before. She's like, "You've been given great power," but in the Snyder cut is much more in depth, and she actually connects with him on an emotional level, right? Which, all mo- which almost makes you forget that in the last scene, his dad was like, "Hey, you have all this power, but you should not use it to help people again." Right. Which is the second time Snyder's done this, right? So, I mean, so we talk about that. He talks about <laughs> the language and the tone and all of that yeah. shit that you know Whedon was saying to everybody, and he talks and, about and that not he just didn't we- just. And, and he's oh. like, no, no. And he made a point. He's like, it is not just Whedon. I don't want Whedon to be the scapegoat because there, right, there were other people involved. Yeah. Right. It was it was like Whedon's manager, too, because, mm-hmm. you know, when when he was making these, you know, when he started complaining and screaming at the sky, I mean, he went past Whedon. He went mm-hmm. to, you know, executives at D.C., executives at the W.B., and they all like he named, he named names. He named Jeff Johns uh, and uh, someone else. Mm-hmm. What was the other dude? Hank, um. It was yeah. Jeff Johns. I have it. I have it up in yeah, my, he pretty on much my phone too. Back. He was like, "Oh, I'm coming for all y'all." Yeah, yes. yeah. You know, and it wasn't. And then he talks about the treatment of, you know, um, he talks about how there was a part where um, 
he wanted Cyborg to be, I guess, like Cyborg, there's a, there's a moment in the movie where Cyborg is like, you know, talking about himself and portraying himself and he still has, you know, a lot of that hatred for his dad and that resentment. But Whedon like came in and was like, oh, you shouldn't, you know, stand like that. You know, you shouldn't look like that. You know, you, you need to change like your whole body language. And Fisher was like, what are you talking about? Like, this is a serious scene. You know what I'm saying? Like, why do you want me to do it any other way? He, and then he went in on the fact that even Whedon went at Gal Gadot and went at her about her lines and how she was, you know, how her scenes and how she was moving. And when Gal protested against that, he basically told her, I can make you look stupid in this movie if you don't do what I tell you to do. Whedon said that to her. So he yeah. like threatened to ruin Gal's career, which yeah. Gal had her own movie. You know what I'm yeah. I think I think the first Wonder Woman movie came out before. Didn't it come out before the Justice League movie? After. after. Oh, okay. It came out after, but she was still, it was already being wait, made. Wait, let me so check. there's nothing for you to do where you think you can ruin my career if I don't act the way you want me to act. You know what I'm saying? So all these things came out and Ray Fisher was basically like, you know, I complained, I did this. The WB ended up like launching an investigation as he calls it, but nothing really ever happened until... Ray started protesting about, you know, hiring a private investigator. So, but the problem was, is that the WB ended up hiring that private investigator. And no, uh, Ray- you, you, uh, you were right. You, they were filming at the same time, but you're right. Wonder Woman came out in June and in June of 2017, and Justice League was in November of 2017. Oh, so okay, they're, so it did come out a little bit beforehand. Yeah, yeah, okay. but they're being produced at the same time, so it's still a pretty. Okay pretty close yeah. yeah so it was like so it was all of that and then ray was like but the problem was is the wb hired a private investigator that they have used before he was like and if my problem is with higher upper execs at the wb how can i trust you know what i'm saying that you hired somebody that you used before and then that investigator came and said that they couldn't find any you know misconduct racially or you know or anything else so Ray continued to, you know what I'm saying, to continue to protest and all this other kind of stuff. He said he had executives, he's uh, like trying to get him to like hush down on his complaints. And he was like, nah, I mean, it just ended up being like this whole thing. And then even um, when Jason Momoa ended up getting involved is because he said the media kind of start, you know, obviously because the WB is a whole machine, right? It's mm-hmm. like, it's a whole machine. So he was like, when they tried to hush in and try to sweep stuff under the rug, they started releasing different things to the media about stories that weren't even true. And then there was a story that popped up that Jason Momoa was getting ready to voice a, a cartoon character in some movie or whatever that was being produced by, you know, Warner Brothers or whatnot. And, um, you know, as a way to kind of change the tone, you know, the narrative of the WB. And that's when Jason Momoa took to his Instagram and he was like, how dare y'all, you know, publish a false story just to take away from Ray Fisher and how we, because so then at that point he inserted himself and acknowledged because he was like of how we were treated by Josh Whedon and a lot of other people at Warner Brothers. He was like, Mm -hmm. I support Ray Fisher. His story needs to be told, you know, and that's it. And so another, so at this time, when Justice League came out, the first one, and it bombed, basically, 
a lot of those upper executives that Ray Fisher was mad at, it was quitting. Somebody got fired, some, you know, other people quit. They got in new management, all this other kind of stuff and new management hit up Ray Fisher like, we heard you, we hear you, we're gonna investigate it again. You know, Whedon, you know, Whedon's an asshole, you know, he's a bastard. I, uh, I think, who was it? Was it John, who, now I'm sitting up here trying to find that other person because um, they tried to say, um, oh, they were talking about uh, John Berg is the other name. So it was Jeffrey Johns, John Berg and Josh Whedon and the new head of DC was like, you know, yeah, Josh is an asshole. He's not here anymore. We've cut our ties to Wheaton, whatever. We don't know John Berg or whatever, but Jeff, Jeff is a good guy and you need to like make a statement that paints him in a better light. And Bray Fisher was like, no, because that dude was one of the ones who was covering up for Wheaton. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, no, he's implicit too. So it just ended up imploding into this whole thing um, and we obviously, we have all seen, you know, what Whedon's version of the movie looked like where a lot of people of color were taken out. And when I say a lot, I guess I mean the main, cause you know, I'm not talking about people in the background, you know what I'm saying? Drinking at a coffee shop or whatever, but like some of the main characters who, cause I believe we saw Iris, you know, the scene that have, you know, Cyborg's pretty much whole entire, not only his backstory, but a lot of his importance to the plot too was diminished in Whedon's yeah. version. He had way more story in Snyder's, yeah. you know, his father's sacrifice was yeah. seen in Snyder's, you know what I'm saying? The love of his mother, like all of that stuff. Obviously just, Gal's portrayal, completely really, different. You know what I'm saying? Really Even the bad. outfits of the Amazons between Whedon yeah. and Snyder's are massively different. They look like, I, I hated their outfits in the first Justice League. You know, I was just I, like, I'm what gonna, am I looking at? You know what I'm, I'm going to make one complaint about both versions, and <laughs> this has always bugged me about both versions. In both versions, they keep Cyborg being mad at his dad for turning into a cyborg, but they ignore that in both the comic books and in both versions of the comics, the the original 80s origin and the new 52 origin, and in the Teen Titans TV show, the accident is his father's fault, which is part of the reason why Cyborg why victor stone is so mad at him in the original 80s version is because his dad decided to mess around with interdimensional technology opened a portal to another realm um vic and his vic's mom was killed by the creature on the other realm vic was injured by the creature and that's why he became a cyborg because that was like hey um my son my wife just died my son died. and that's also why vic was so mad at him in the new 52 version the vic was arguing with his dad they messed while well, they were messing around with the mother box and the mother box exploded and his dad rebuilt him as a cyborg. So in both version, in, in the same thing in the cartoon, in the cartoon, Vic was was in a car accident, but it was specifically a car accident his father caused because his father called to yell at him about something while he was driving. So again, in all those versions, they tie in Vic's resentment of his father. It's not just that his father made him a cyborg, it's that his father is directly- was caused for the accident, right. Exactly, directly right. responsible for him becoming one. Right. So, and I, mean, I felt in both the Whedon and the Snyder cut, making it just a normal car accident that could happen to anybody diminishes that um, resentment. Cause it's like, cause right, it's because like, no because it, it made it be about the fact that Cyborg was still upset. You know, that, I mean, obviously, we could tell from the movie that his relationship was tumultuous with his dad anyway. His dad was always yeah, yeah, yeah. working. You know what I'm saying? But, and yeah. his dad missed a lot of things. 
inside Boris's life. So we understand that resentment, but it's yeah. afterwards it was like super amplified because he, I think he also says in, in Snyder's movie, like, you know what I'm saying? If you were there, we wouldn't have been in the accident, but it's like, how do you know? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, he yeah, was it, driving it, it, and y'all were driving home. If if he was in the car with you, he honestly could have died too. You know what I'm saying? We yeah, don't it doesn't know, work but, as well as what I'm saying. Yeah, but he blames him, he for, blames him the, for the accident. You know, for the accident. He, yeah. he blames him for the accident in, in the Snyder Cut, which is a lot less nonsense because his dad was literally nowhere near the accident. He wasn't the person calling him to distract him on the phone while he was driving. He had nothing to do with it. It's just like, yeah. So it's just, it's at this point it where feels Fisher very talked misplaced. about, right, yeah. so it's at this point where Fisher talked about in the last part of his article was that Cyborg, the character was, his character was supposed to appear in the Flash's movie, which I don't know if it's still going on, but he was supposed to make an appearance, but after everything, like his character is like out, you know what I'm saying? We, I highly doubt that we will see Brave Fisher as Cyborg in another WB movie anytime soon if at all you know what i'm saying because dc has said that they've moved on ray fisher was like you know i just wanted to get it out there now everybody knows you know what i'm saying i'm moving on with my career too so i mean who knows but it's just how do y'all feel about one so one i have to apologize to ray fisher because i did you know say some shit on some past podcast so i do have to retract that but it's like how do y'all feel as far as knowing now what we know about everything that went on and obviously, we all know some of the a lot of the issues that black actors and actresses go through in Hollywood anyway. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So it's like, how do y'all feel about what he said? Do or do y'all not have any feelings about it at all? Oh, well, <clears throat> personally, like I said, I agree with every single complaint he yeah. had besides, besides the catchphrase thing, which I just, I just cannot bring myself to see his side of it of the catchphrase thing because it's just such a small petty thing but i i feel like but i feel like it was less a small petty thing in his mind and more like the yeah. straw that broke the camel's back yeah yeah so I that agree. that's the only that's the only way i can picture him even bring that up with all the other major complaints okay. but other than that yeah he do, whedon is trash we knew Whedon was a scrum scumbag, but we didn't know the extent of it until now. Yeah. But now we know agree. he is like pure trash. And yeah. he doesn't and Ray Fisher was completely right yeah. about about everything. I still yeah. I still just find the Snyder Cut average, but this is not about the Snyder Cut, this is about Ray Fisher's treatment. Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Again, I still find again I still find Snyder a pretentious prick, but he does treat his actors better. Yeah. All right. Okay, Castillo, what are your thoughts? I'm not me. I I agree. I agree with uh, Toku Terry. Um. Yeah, I agree with Toku says honestly. You know, as some you know, as somebody like yourself who kind of works on films, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know. And I know you've had, like, you and I have talked, you know, privately yeah. about, like, some of the things that you've gone through being, you know, a Black person in the film industry, even just starting out, you know what I'm saying? Not like a super major, oh, okay, we just lost light skin, but not like a super, a mm. super major, you know what I'm yeah. saying, player in the game right now. <clears throat> um, fingers crossed. But how do you, you know, from that perspective, you know, how do you feel? The director's job is to tell the actors how to act 
Right. You know, like that's actually what he's like. You know, like that's what he's supposed to do. Um, no, I wasn't there on set, so I can't. I can't speak to how, you know, how these directions were like delivered. I don't. Right. I don't know how how he spoke to him. I don't know what stance he was talking about. I don't right. know. But I mean, if Jason is supporting him, if uh, if Gal Gadot, you know, uh, has things to say about him as well, then. You know what I'm saying? I support Ray Fisher. You know, I support him. It's it's like I can't I can't like you know give the the like like lay down the hammer right, and be right. like this person was definitely wrong. This person was definitely right. But if if it's if it's a if it's a general consensus that um like Josh Wheaton mistreats the actors, then I'm gonna go with Josh Wheaton mistreats the actors. That's the director's mm-hmm. job is to is to like give you suggestions on how to stand try it this way um let's see how it looks like this so if his i think if his request wasn't wasn't out, out, outrageous or if it wasn't you know disrespectful or anything i i don't see anything wrong with trying to scene a certain way you know if it doesn't work then okay boom we go back to the other stance or we don't put in booyah you know what I mean? We can record it. If it doesn't work, we take it out. You know, just refusing to record it completely. I, I don't, I mean, I don't know. It would definitely be like difficult on set if like somebody is refusing to, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. Do something the director, the, the, the director is asking them to do. So really fast, because we, we need to talk about new guys, but just going to that when you were talking about like how to move and how to stand, I'm going to read the part that he was talking about so you know what I'm oh, talking wow. about. Because Lord knows I probably paraphrased it wrong. So let me get it right. Okay. Um, so he said Johns, which is Jeffrey Johns, told Ray Fisher that he should play the character Cyborg less like Frank- Frankenstein and more like the kind-hearted Quasimodo from... Notre Dame. Fisher says that in order to demonstrate the look he wanted, he mean he meaning Whedon, John, oh, I'm sorry, John, he said John's dipped his shoulder in what struck Fisher as a servile posture. Because we all know like Quasimodo was kind of humped yeah. over, you know, one arm up and whatever. Yeah. And he said to Fisher, okay. Fisher thought that there was a big difference between portraying a character who was born with a disability versus one who had been transformed by trauma. And he felt Cyborg was kind of a modern-day Frankenstein. And he said, I didn't have any intention of playing mm. him as a jovial cathedral-cleaning individual. Okay, that, well, I, that's what it okay well, uh, I, well, here's my take on that. Both of y'all need to pick up a Cyborg comic. Both of y'all. <laughs> because Cyborg's not Frankenstein. Cyborg is not, is not Frankenstein's monster. He's not this angry vindictive creature who hates humanity because because humanity hates it back but neither is he this okay for one jeffrey johns is talking about the disney frankenstein because yeah obviously neither one yeah, of them have read yeah the book. we're not talking yeah i'm sure he was talking about the disney version yeah. but he's also not this jovial goofy thing he's this cyborg at his core is a high school student turned into a cyborg who is constantly trying to fight between his happier, jokey self, which hence the booyah, hence the jo- hence the jokes, hence his friendship with Beast Boy, mm-hmm. and his and his and his depression, not anger, depression at what he's become. 
he's constantly at war between the man and the machine. Right. So, right. Um, no offense to both of y'all, uh, but uh, both of y'all need to pick up some cyborg comics, like right now. Yeah, it just like both it was of those interpretations thing. are wrong. This is the wrongest thing. He said a John's representative responded to that statement saying that Jeff gave note, gave a note using a fictional character as an example of a sympathetic man who is unhappy and has an inclination to hide from the world, but one whom the audience roots for because he has a courageous heart. And that's why he mentioned Quasimodo, but Fisher. Yeah, could. Well, okay, okay. Well, that's. Wait, cool. wait. Let me finish. Oh, 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 sorry. My fault. He said Fisher, Fisher told John's. It might be one thing for a non-black person to write a character for a comic, but it's another for that black actor to portray that character on screen. And he was like, it was like he was assuming how black people would respond to like his portrayal versus rather than taking the advice from the only black person as far as he knew with any kind of creative impact on the project. So he said, and that was the last conversation that him and you know Jeffrey Johns had about his character because Jeffrey was not not backing down from wanting him to be more Quasimodo like, and Fisher was like, "Nah, I'm not going to play him like that." And so I don't blame was, him. Yeah, yeah, I don't blame. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't blame him. Like the way that's phrased, obviously, what Jeffrey Johns um, representative said, that's a lie. Like, I don't have to be there for that conversation of that is madcap. Because there are a billion characters you could have referenced, but you specifically chose Quasimodo, so that's right. Cap. And why would you want him to be Quasimodo like? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Well, like, yeah, yeah, like, it doesn't. You know, I mean, even if you haven't read a comic, right? Like, even if you haven't read a comic, <clears throat> to know what happens to him, like if you read the script and you know what happens to, you know, to him, the, to make him cyborg. Why would you a jovial kid like what? Huh? Like what are you about? like you could make sense. You're right. Like right. You could, yeah, there are ways to portray him still doing jokes and having fun, but the best way to do that would be to use it since this is so early after his transfer transformation. The best way to do it would be to portray it as him desperately trying using humor as a defense mechanism. To retain his humanity, that would have been the best way to go for it. But going him at, but going for him as pure Frankenstein, f the world like the Snyder Cut did, also doesn't do the character, also does the character disservice because you're ignore, because you're focusing, because you're making him solely his trauma instead of having his trauma as one part of him. Yeah. So does that, does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Mm -hmm. So I, but I just wanted to read that. Um, so you know, so, back yeah, what I said um, earlier. I wanted to read that so you guys understood. Yeah, so I was yeah. talking about his portrayal, you know, and how he was standing. I meant, I meant the Quasimodo stance that Je that Jeffrey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, that's. I don't him like that. Like, yeah, you would punch. I would have punched. <laughs> what? Him. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I'm like, I would have punched him. I, I just would have. <laughs> like, touch me again. See what's going to happen. It's going to be real interesting for one of us. <laughs> So yeah, so Cassio, I wanted to make sure that you that I read that too. Yeah, I got you made you. a good point about you know direct you know directors how they stand how they move, but that was that was what he was talking about. I that, get it. So, so I totally uh, understand why he um refused to stand like that because it's yeah it's ridiculous, absolutely. Yeah. And and it's and it's it's it seems like it would be too close to like um Neanderthal 
You know what I'm saying? Or yeah, a monkey. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, or something. So I got you. Yeah. I totally so, understand. I think I think I think they tried to get across the whole he has a good heart thing with um, you know, him giving the woman that extra mm-hmm. money and mm-hmm. stuff. I mean, I think they tried to I love that actually. I love you know what I mean. Yeah. They actually tried to like show like this guy has a great heart. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but and not just that, the part the part where his mother just... was talking to the principal and we learned that he changed the friends of a right, the grades right. of a friend because she was, you know, had went through some shit and her, you know, so they also tried to put the good heart part in, you yeah. know, before he even became cyborg. You know what I'm saying? They yeah, tried yeah. to establish that, that was the kind they, of they tried, it just doesn't work as well with Snyder's overly dark um writing style. I, I, well, I, I just I just meant like they you know tried to give it to the kids. They tried, they tried, they tried. We so, would give them all the credit in the world for for trying. Yeah. So, 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 uh, Jensen, how do you feel about Ray Fisher's things, like his accusations, his words? Do or do you not have any thoughts about it at all? He should have <laughs> had the one. He should have had the one throughout it in the first place. They should have been like, all right, you know, he's making these multiple, multiple claims. And he just he just getting through to the side. But if it would have been a white guy, somebody, a white woman, oh, it would have been handled right then and there, ASAP, or handled better. But yeah. you know, the only black guy really on the set is one of the main cast. But then you know, nobody's believing him. But then Jason Jason Momoa comes along and says, "Hey, he's right." Oh now, yeah, we're gonna look into it more. Nah, man, you should have been trying to share that same energy when nobody else was um sticking up on but himself. <laughs> Word. Because they don't want to lose that Jason Momoa star power. Mm-hmm. They don't want to lose that because Aquaman was big. So they don't they don't want to lose and that. And then it and also I think it's because of his I'm not trying to be funny, his status. If you no, like, you're right. bigger star. Yeah, he okay, is not even just a you know, a star, if you'd have been a bigger black actor, I'm not saying like Denzel or nothing, because Denzel said one word, it'd been over with, but yeah, if he had a bigger status. Yeah, I agree. I, know, I completely agree. agree. I agree. He, it would have been it would have been um, yeah, it would have been, been over with. And I think okay. he was getting treated like that because who his status was. I if agree. It, if it would have been somebody bigger we man, we would have been out the door. They had a different director the next day or some shit like that. Yeah, I th- I agree with you. Yeah. I do. Mm-hmm. I do. I do. So you know, um, so I you know, obviously we all agree that how Ray Fisher was treated by Josh would reading was some bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Josh is definitely Trizash, okay, mm-hmm. or whatever. So you know, and I I have to admit, I hope that you know, hopefully now that this is all out because obviously. Warner Brothers is not going to, you know, really do anything else. And again, some of the people who were giving him these problems, they're like no longer at, you know, DC. Like they quit, you know what I'm saying? Or somebody else was fired and whatever. But clearly he's not really going to get no justice from them. So I just hope that it has freed him a little bit now that his story is out there in total. And I really wish him well on future projects. You know what I'm saying? Because he honestly wasn't a bad actor. You know what I'm saying? Um... So I, I do, I just wish him the best in his future endeavors and hopefully we'll see him in something else. So, and, and when I say something else, I, cause I think he actually had worked on something, but I mean like something else big, like super big, I guess is what I'm thinking. Hopefully, mm-hmm. 
know what I'm saying? We see him as something in the future. So, you know, keeping on the uh, subject of the Snyderverse, um, new guys. Oh, there you go. Toku Terry cracking his knuckles in his neck. So if you have not heard the news, DC, WB has canceled the new guys movie, which was being directed by Avra DuVernay. For those of you who know, you know, who the new guys are, we were, you know, I only know them from the cartoons because they didn't, I'm a non-comic reader on the panel. So, but mm-hmm. I have seen the new gods in episodes of, um, I think, Justice League Unlimited. They're definitely in um, Young Justice. Like, they definitely show up in Young Justice in a couple of seasons. Um, you know, so it's it's very sad because they've never, outside of comics and maybe the cartoons, you haven't seen them, like, anywhere. And it would have been a really great fresh, new, you know what I'm saying, like, story to come to the big screen. So a lot of us were looking forward to it, but it did get canceled. And the question is, that Toku Terry is going to answer, the question is, is the Snyderverse responsible? So Toku Toku (laughs) Terry, tell us why you think they're responsible. Okay, well, obviously a lot of people are going to be like, well, uh, the Snyderverse isn't responsible, it's WB. But here's the thing, anyone who has even a cursory knowledge of comic book adaptations would have seen this coming from the moment the Snyderverse um, cl- mentioned that it was going to use Darkseid. Because DC and Marvel have a history of canceling and refusing to use characters that have, uh, that have recently been adapted. For those of you who grew up in the late, in the early 2000s, you may remember the infamous Bat Embargo. For those of you who don't remember, the Bat Embargo was starting in 2004, Every, because while the dark while the dark knight while the batman begins dark knight rises trilogy was going on dc was not allowed to use any of the bat characters besides batman in their in their in their cartoons or tv shows because of the because of the movies because they feared because warner brothers feared devaluing the characters um, appearances and screen time and confusing audiences. Mm-hmm. Marvel fans will remember in the 90s the Spider-Man characters were not allowed to be, the Spider-Man characters were not allowed to be used in the Avengers show from the from the 90s, nor were any Hulk characters or Fantastic Four characters allowed to be used in that show because they had their own cartoons and they didn't want cross-pollination. For those of you who grew up in the late to, in the late 2000s, early 2010s, you'll also remember the uh, spectacular Spider-Man was canceled so that the Spider-Man cartoon starring Josh from Drake and Josh could start because, again, they didn't want two Spider-Men running around. Every single time Marvel or DC starts up a start, either starts up a new project, starts up a new project using these characters, they will cancel or diminish. They will cancel or diminish older projects or ongoing projects to prevent these characters from being in multiple things at once. This is also why in Supergirl we didn't see Superman for the first two seasons because we had the Henry Cavill Superman in movies at that time and they didn't want to devalue Superman's appearances or confuse audiences every single time. So if you're surprised that Warren Brothers canceled the New Guys movie because Darkseid showed up in Zack Snyder's Justice League, you just have not been paying attention to history. This has been going on since the 90s. Probably the 80s, but I wasn't around during the 80s. 
But wouldn't wouldn't couldn't the movie be used though to explain Dark Side a little bit more? Right? Well, that's how I you know feel. I feel well, yeah, that I wouldn't work like though because because from what we're told of Ava um what's her last name? I can't Ava Duvernay. Ava Duvernay. Mm-hmm. Duvernay. Thank you. I can never pronounce her last name. Mm-hmm. From what we're told of Ava Duvernay's take on the new gods, she is she was going to be very faithful to the comics. So we'd actually so we'd actually see like the mysteries of apocalypse and how dark and mysterious it is and how it's closer to the comics where instead of Darkseid just randomly attacking planets looking for the anti-life equation, he's a, he's sitting down, he's planning, he's scanning the universe for it. He's not just showing up like, hey, does this planet have the anti-life equation? Okay, attack it, attack it, attack it, let's see if it does. Oh, okay, it doesn't. Well, uh, I own it now. Bye. Um, I still feel I still feel like the movie could have like reflected that though. Like I still feel like it could have done. Are you? I don't know. I guess I still feel like her take. Her take on the new gods, from what we were told about it, was going to be very comics faithful, and that's great. But here's the issue: if you want, if you want it to be comics faithful, it can't be in the same universe as Zack Snyder's Justice League. And I know the movies supposedly aren't taking place in the same universe as Zack Snyder's Justice League anyway, but audiences are still going to make that connection. They're still going to think it is, even if you tell them it's not. I mean, Cassio, Jensen, we comic book debaters know this because apparently everyone just thinks everything's taking place in the same universe, even when they have explicit universe numbers, And but casual fan, but casual audiences never seem to pay attention to that. Like Ever. me. <laughs> no, no, no. You're casual. fine. You're yeah. fine. You're fine. You at least make the attempt to like to ask the Facts. question of okay, what what universe is this in? A yeah. lot of people don't yeah. even bother doing that. They just go, Well, Superman, Superman. Like, no, there's different there's different Superman in different <laughs> universes. Different universe, different rules, people. But again, so if comic book audiences don't understand that, more brothers believes that movie audiences will understand that a lot less and that's why they often do this so yes it is completely the fault of um zack snyder's justice league for putting dark side in the in the movie and that is not getting into the fact that he decides to make dark side a punk who loses his first on-screen fight well according just... to y'all he was young when he first popped up y'all had to remind hey, me d- 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 years d- d- later d- d- no 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 zack snyder said that he's oh, okay. That's that he was existence of dark side when he lost that fight. But I'm like, okay, dude, you can say that now in these after in these after um movie interviews, but uh in your own movie, y'all called him dark side the entire time. Like if you want to be Uxus, call him Uxus. I just I just think that's interesting. I I guess there's a part of me that just still feels like the movie could explain that and we get to see how dark side becomes that dude who shows up and don't even know what planet he on you know what i'm saying trying to wreck shit you know what i'm saying like i, I feel like the new guys could that movie could explain not just him but like the new guys you know what i'm saying and whatever i i still feel like it could be done but i do see your point so i i don't want you to think i don't see your point i do no, no, see no, your no, point no. i guess i just I guess I just still feel like it could be done. I don't know. Maybe I just really wanted. To. Again, I, it could have been. But what, done. I agree. It could have. So been is done. that why? Is that why? With is that why? I guess in a way, it it, it was. It, it's more able to be done because we didn't show Dark Side. 
Yeah, yeah. It was more likely to be done because with the Whedon cut, all we saw, all we know about Darkseid is his name and uh, little, and that second that little snippet that showed him a little didn't show like no, it just showed the Omega symbol on the uh, okay nightmare in the nightmare verse world. But yeah, all we know, all we know about him is his name and that. Steppenwolf worked for him, which that's fine. That's perfectly you're perfectly able to spin that off into a into a completely new take and have your take consistent with the movie universe. But and again, remember the original cut of Justice League was from 2017. The Snyder right. cut just came out this year. Right. The uh, New Gods movie, if it hadn't have been canceled, would have been would have started filming this year and what came out next yeah, that's year. right that's right so warner brothers felt that it would be too soon it would dilute the it would dilute dark side's brand and again i feel again i have to bring this back to the snyderverse because the snyderverse used dark side so much more and showed him so much more it delete it dilutes the it warner brothers feels it dilutes his character brand and it makes it less his appearance is less special it only Ironically, ironically, the problem is they show him so much in the comics that started doing that, which is why we have so many problems and debates about him. So they figured out the problem in movies and stuff. Like, hey, if we use this character too much, it dilutes how special the character is. But they haven't figured that out in comics yet. Okay. I have a different perspective, but okay. All right. So, you know, Cassio, how do you, you know, do you agree? Do you agree? Um, which part exactly? I'm sorry. That the do you agree that the Snyderverse might be the reason that New Guys was canceled? They, they literally not 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 the reason, but may have played like a small. Well, they I mean, literally I'm... said the re- uh, yeah. pause. They li- Warner Brothers literally said that the reason why they were canceling New Gods was because of the Snyder was because of his appearance in the Snyderverse. I'm just explaining the logic behind it. Oh, I have to look yeah. that up. I didn't read that. Okay, so yeah. go. So I guess yeah, I go ahead, Cassie. Well, I don't. I don't. I don't really have a comment on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it is. It. It's. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> it is. If it's. You know what I'm saying? If they say that's what it is, then that's what it is. You know. Okay. I mean, I get it. I get it because I mean. It's, there's a such thing as like oversaturation or like seeing something too much that it loses its, you know, it's, it's, I want to say impact or power yes. or, you know what I mean? There mm-hmm. is a such thing. There is right. a such thing. So yeah. I get it. Mm-hmm. Jensen? I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. No, I, 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 I agree. I agree with Terrence. You know, if, if they said that specifically why. Yeah. The new guys are not going to be doing it. Yeah, I just read that. Which I just read that that they. I don't get it. I mean, that was your chance to go more into dark side because him just showing the Snyder cut just, or should I say, uh, use axis when dark side. But even him just showing up and seeing more of them, people would just hype about it. But, but as, far guess... as, anything, as far as anything else, I got to say, I have nothing. So, I mean, so I did read, you know, I pulled up a, a, a article just, and you're right, they did say because Darkseid was shown like a lot in the movie that that's the reason and they didn't want too much of him to be out there. But I guess for me, it's like, but it's like, we've been waiting for Darkseid for like forever. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, yeah. I, I guess that's why I look at it like, and it's not like Darkseid took over the whole damn movie. You know what I'm saying? He was literally seen like three times. Once when he first touched down, again in the flash when Cyborg, when they're re, uh, 
reanimating Superman and yeah. Cyborg has that vision. And then at the end, or at the end when um the with the portal or whatever that they were shoving, you know, sliding stepping wheels through or whatever. So it's not like he oversaturated the movie and the fact that we've been waiting to see this man, you know what I'm saying, in a live action film for so long. I don't understand. I still don't understand why it had to be. Like, if you yeah. don't want it to be oversaturated, then just postpone it. You know what I'm saying? Like, push it back another year and a half. Hell, they waited, what, almost two years before Wonder Woman 1984 came out. You know what I'm saying? Like, push mm-hmm. it back. But canceling it? I think that's way. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, don't you know what? Really canceling it is yeah, And I can hear that. Yeah. Go ahead, Cassio. What was you about Go to ahead. say? Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I was... I kind of agree. Canceling it is whack. You know what I mean? Like... Especially you had such a great director on it. Ava DuVernay's fantastic. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes, like, yeah, she is. I yeah. don't care what the critics say. A Wrinkle in Time is great. Yep. She's she's great. Um, so I mean it's it's definitely like a missed opportunity. I, I mean, I agree. They could have either pushed it back, or I said, don't push it back. You know what I mean? Like we understand, like this is Snyder's version. Let's get to this thing and let's just watch it. I mean, I would be completely fine with you know, um, disavowing all, you know, knowledge of the Snyder Cut in reference to the new gods, just so I know this isn't this isn't in the same universe. I can easily right. do that, right. you know. Um, so I mean, I don't know. I mean, it, it was their decision. I can't. I don't. I don't really have. I can't really say. You know, something one way or another, or like just the production company based off their decision, but, um. I would have liked to have seen it. I'm gonna say that. Yeah. I would have liked to have seen it. I, I want. I wanted. To see, I wanted to see what her take on um, Mr. Miracle and Orion would have been like. I, I have fifty bucks. Bo- I have fifty bucks betting that Orion was gonna be a black guy. Oh. So well, I mean, it, yeah. I don't know. And I guess. And I guess if you look at it like that, I mean, again, because I we all know, you know, what I'm saying that they, you know, also one reason why the first Justice League got pushed out because you know DC was trying to keep up with Marvel. So I mean, if we're going to compare it to Marvel, Marvel was crossing characters and showing flashes of Thanos. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it, mm. they played so, it perfectly. Yeah, you know they what I'm saying. So when you when you looking at it like that, I personally don't think it had to be canceled. Why? Because we saw three Dark Side three times during a four hour cut. Like what? Mm. Like, but you know. This is probably why I'm not in charge of big decisions. Because I would be like, yes, we about to run that. You need like another six <laughs> months? Okay, because dark, the dark side train right now that we've seen him and again, because we don't know if like more Justice League movies are going to be made. I think right now we all know that there's not, but somebody could change their mind. We don't know, but for now mm-hmm. they're not. So you have dark side like out there. You know what I'm saying? If the new guys can tell a little bit more <laughs> about him, how he's a hot subject on the big screen, mm-hmm. I don't right, understand how you would want to stop that train. Like I don't, right. I don't get it. I don't. Because right now he just he's just out there, out right. there, like right. he's just out there. Right. Right. So I was I would think you would want to ride the high and the the anticipation of Dark Side versus being like, nah, we don't want to use him too much. What? What? Hey, you don't shift me. I really hope you know. If they were these new guys, I'm not trying to be funny at all. But I know how it is. A lot of people use the word female, and they had the female furies. Hmm. You get what I'm getting at? It's like, yep, yep. I, I, I you know, yep. I really hope because you know we, we saw Granny Goodness. Yep. Yeah, remember we saw her. Yep. And then I'm yep. thinking like, instantly like I really 
hope, and I, you know how it is in my day and age, that they don't change the name Female Furies. I can yeah. understand Furies. Okay, I can understand that. Yeah. And they just do Furies. But yeah. if they just completely change the name so they just want to be on the safe side, I'll be like, really upset. You know somebody there is going to try to be politically correct, but what are you going to call them? You can't call them the Lady Furies. That's stupid. You can't call them the, the Women Furies because as we know, all Furies are women anyway. There are no also, male Furies. Um, also, I don't think. Also, so, hot, also, hot take. Apocalypse is literally a hell realm. Do you really right. think a hell realm is politically correct? No, no but like executives are. Yeah, yeah, I, executives I, I that, that make movies are. So that's what we're yeah. talking about. Well, like, I, I know. I'm just saying like that would be my counter argument yeah. if I, I mean, was like in yeah, that meeting. That's a good counter argument. But to, to make them, to just name them the Furies, honestly, I think would be fine. You know what I'm saying? But it's like to try to come up with a more... You know what I'm saying? Or, or they throw in like a male theory, you're going to be sitting there like... Right. Or, Bruh, or, even what? Went, <laughs> or even if they went to introduce the most popular one, Big Barter, why she got to be called Big? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, yeah, she's called Big Barter because she's, she's seven too. But again, but again, you had you had people thinking that Gal Gadot was supposed to be big. And you had people thinking that when they talked about the Amazon, they meant like the Amazon rainforest. Well, like a lot of people don't know <laughs> that we're talking seven scary. Like I've witnessed these people in our in Egypt, and I'm just sitting here like, because they be like, you know, well, she's supposed to be darker, and I'm like, why? If Amazons came in different shades. We're talking, and, and, and we're talking. These are the Greek Amazons for record. Yeah, we're talking ancient Greece and and fake, you know, fake mythology. So what are you talking about? Right. What do you mean the Amazon is hot? People with melanin. And I'm like, you know, we're not talking about the Amazon rainforest, right? You know, we're not talking about the real Amazon jungle, <laughs> right? <laughs> so there are idiots out there. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it is a shame. I, I think the New Guys movie could have opened up, you know, a whole nother it possible pro- and, thing for DC. And, and, and I just think probably would have gotten more... Up. And it probably would have gotten more respect for one of Jack Kirby's greatest creations since yep. the comics have no idea how to use them anymore. And, you know, I, I do think that, once again, they're shooting themselves in the foot. You know what I'm saying? So, comic movies, I believe the next one coming out is Black Adam. And then, at some point, um, I also heard that they may have pumped the brakes. I don't know if this is for sure, but I thought I read somewhere that I, that they may have pumped the brakes on Aquaman 2, which would be stupid. So, no, I don't know. Uh, Aquaman 2 is still, go- still happening. Okay. They canceled the deep, which was an Aquaman spinoff. Oh, that's right. That, that explains not the deep, the, the, the trench, the trench. Yeah, the trench. That's right. And I was which, like, oh, uh, that would have been an awesome story to tell, or whatever. Which was so. like a uh, horror movie because the trench, the trench creature. And that that scene made me jump, dude. That Wait. scene made me. Yeah. I think Suicide Squad before Black Adam. Oh yeah, yes. that's right. Suicide Squad. Too. You right. right. Yep, That's right. which I, I'm actually kind of surprised Suicide Squad is from the trailers. I'm surprised how accurate they got Peacemaker to his comic book self. <laughs> I did not think that was going to work in live a, action. Isn't it a new? Isn't it a new director? On that yeah, it is a new director. Yeah. Oh boy! Yeah, it's the guy. It's the guy who did the Guardians of the Galaxy. James Gunn, the guy who did the Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy movies. Yeah. Oh, and, there's no okay. and it worked. <laughs> See, th- that, that's why I like James Gunn. He. James Gunn is a good comic book movie director because he likes the comics, so he puts little references to the comics <clears throat> in all of his comic book movies. 
So I, that, I personally didn't like Guardians of the Galaxy, so I'm just gonna hope to. Yeah, that was because I didn't like it. But I didn't like. I, it. I only saw one. I did not see the other because I, I I didn't want to after I saw the first one. So I don't. Really, I can't really is, speak on that because I thought the first one was kind of. Yeah, terrible. the second is much more much improved, but it's it's okay. glorious. Okay, well I I have I have to admit I did not see the trailer yet. I know the trailer for Suicide Two Squad dropped, so I'm gonna have to watch it. Um, and yeah, it doesn't have Will Smith. I'm not gonna lie, mm. like. I do love Will Smith as an actor, but I did not like his Deadshot portrayal. I didn't like it. I didn't. I didn't. I don't know why I didn't like it. I just. I felt like it was Will Smith. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Like I didn't. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah, it yeah. was Will Smith. You, it wasn't. You didn't Deadshot. feel. You didn't feel like it was Floyd Lawton. You felt like it was Will Smith playing Floyd Lawton. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I just. I don't know. So I, I was just, watching it, hoping that I would see him in more of, of you know, kind of more like a villain kind of persona and it just it was will smith with a gun like i just they, they play yeah the problem is they played up Deadshot's sympathetic traits while playing down the yes fact that, while playing and down I'm the just fact like, while playing down the fact that by his own by by floyd lawton's own words he is physically incapable of caring about anybody besides himself and his daughter yeah yeah, yeah they, whole, they, they, they whole played teamwork that way and let's, let's do this and the one-liner i'm just <clears> like okay so with that, we're going to turn the switch over a little bit to the Marvel realm. And this is something that Jensen, life being God, wanted to talk about. Jensen, you still in your feeling? <laughs> what? What? What are you talking about? I'm out of them. Huh? Okay, you out of them? Okay, that's good. Yeah. Okay, so Jensen's out of his feelings now. So with this one, he wanted to talk about if Marvel really needed to do the Tournament of the Phoenix. Again, I am not a comic book reader, so this is geared towards all you comic book readers. So, Jensen, go ahead and take it away. In the latest Avengers run, which, as we know, Black Panther is the chairman of the Avengers now, like, voted on by Thor, Iron Man, and Cal. They was like, yeah, we need a chairperson. Mm-hmm. And then looking mm-hmm. back, this ain't the first time this happened. I think Black Panther was a chairperson for the Avengers, like, in the 70s as well, but just wasn't as major as it is now. I could be wrong, but I believe so. So now, the Phoenix comes to Earth, and as and as some of you know, the Phoenix has recently said that she's the mother of four, the biological mother of four. Now, we don't know if it's true or not, but that was a major thing because Jason Aaron, a lot of people, great, he has changed the whole mythos of a lot of stuff. Thor's Bajorner. Is supposedly now made from the first moon ever. You know how it was so, supposedly made of Yuri metal Asgard. Now he's saying it was. Now he changed to where it was made from the first moon rock ever in the universe. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people have been kind of upset about that, and and so now this tournament starts. The Phoenix has arrived on Earth again. You know, it used to be Phoenix was just primordial entity and mm-hmm. we always associated with Jean Grey. Right. Always associated with Jean Grey. Mm-hmm. Now and then you know then the Phoenix Five came, which is cool. Which is cool. But then now it's like she's looking for a new host. And she picked these random these random characters to pick Howard the Duck, Moon Girl, Black Panther, Captain America, Doctor Doom, Shane Chi, Wolverine Night, uh, Nighthawk, 
just echo mm. just different characters with shows. Luke Cage, She-Hulk, Red Widow, who's a new character who's from the same program as Black Widow, but nobody oh. has seen her face yet. So mm-hmm. she, you know, all these different characters, Hyper- I'm sorry, Hyperion, all these different characters were chosen for this tournament. Each character was chosen to, each character was picked and they got some of the Phoenix. So everybody's a Phoenix entity now. And of course, on the outside, they're in this, this realm where they can't escape. And on the outside, the Phoenix is getting ready to attack Avengers mm-hmm. Tower and all the different people are trying to help out stopping it. Tony Stark, Ghost Rider, Wakanda. And so when you get beat, you go back to the real world. Like nothing happened. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, I start with Dr. Doom fighting Captain America, but Doom's like, I don't want to do this no more. She's not going to use me. And then over time, other characters was like, I want it. Like, Namar wants the power of the Phoenix. He's experienced it before, and he wants it back because he's tired of mm-hmm. everybody dumping their trash in the water. Mm-hmm. He's so irritated with this. And he's there. And he, he, you know, he goes pretty far in the tournament. The Panther, we, we, we see they actually have a weapon they built just to fight the Phoenix. Wakanda has a weapon built to fight the Phoenix, but nobody ever knew about it to now. But of, of course. They do. But of course. <laughs> you know, it's like, you're not even surprised no more. You know? You're just kind of resigned to it at this point. Like, yeah, of course they do. Now, and then some Chris can't handle it. Like Hyperion, because of his super, super senses, it overloads his senses so bad, he taps out. Because he's feeling all these different things in the universe, feeling the feelings of these different worlds, these people crying, these people shouting. It overloads him. And Shane, she is there meditating like it's nothing. <laughs> and then we get the, the long way that Night, Nighthawk finally faced the Panther. And when I say the jabs, not the verbal jabs were the best. Two, chill. Two black men, there two was black men, John, two black, two black men roasting each other, fighting with the Phoenix Force. You know, a regular, a regular week. You know, <laughs> Captain America. You know, he's making it far. He actually defeats Shane, Shane Chi, but it's because Shane, the Phoenix, just automatically gave the win to, to Captain America. Shane Chi was like, "I'm gonna do whatever, even if it means I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have to kill you." And then, and then Shane Chi gets teleported away. You know, all the other fights are cool, but the ones with Panther were the best because it's the Panther. We see him in the rematch of Wolverine. That's when we find out Black Panther has a, a, a vibranium grill in his mouth. Because of course he does. He has, Again. like, Wolverine had both claws on his face. He's like, what's going to happen if I do the, the, the one in the middle? And then Panther smiles and like, well, I was prepared for that. And he has a, and Wolverine, they, they blurted out, but Wolverine's like, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> and then Panther gets the blow. And then, I, know, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm on Wolverine's side on that one. Like, n- yeah, n- no, I'm, I'm, just, I'm like, just no. Like, that's wild. But my thing is, the features be this, this entity, like, yo, that has this thing for the Summers and Great Bloodline, 
Now it's just a tournament. Yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, Echo is the new Phoenix MC now. Mm. Echo. Uh, the girl that can't hear, but she can body read. Uh, she was actually the second, you know, some people might know. She yeah, was yeah. Actually, she was the second Ronan after Hawkeye. Yeah. Oh, or mm. as I refer to her as um, Marvel's Death Cassandra Kane. Pretty much, yes. And so she is the new entity. And then we get Jean Grey seeing it and telling, you know, telling Echo, like, don't do this by you don't have to do this by yourself. A lot of us have been there with experiences we can help you. And I'll be honest with you, it wasn't needed. This whole tournament arc wasn't, as I say, the anime version of the tournament of power, but it's the Phoenix and Dragon Ball. Mm. It wasn't needed mm. because honestly, the Phoenix has been watered down over the years to me. Honestly, I'll be real honest with you. It has been watered down, and like a bunch of us got introduced to it through the through the. A bunch of us like me got introduced through the nineties cartoon. Yeah, through the cartoon, right? Yeah, yeah. Phoenix Saga. I wasn't exactly. I wasn't reading comics like that in the early nineties. That's how I knew the Phoenix. Now the the hardcore, you know, the readers that was been doing it, you know, they, you know, they seen there been there done that. Seen it with when uh, the alternate reality where Vulcan was the Phoenix host, Magneto, I think, was a Phoenix host at one point. Was mm. it? Was hey, what, which one is was Rachel or Hope Summers was a Phoenix host at one point in a different reality? Both, both of them, both of them. Right. See, okay, yes. Look, and, look, 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 we could, we could spend an entire episode just trying to explain the Summers Gray bloodline. I'd rather not because my head hurts, <laughs> <laughs> and so. We, and then also, like now, we we seen the Phoenix. Like I said, the Phoenix Five was cool. I like that. I like yeah, that. Was Phoenix pretty neat. Five, but then afterwards, you know, it just it just like, got diluted. Everybody, yeah, I, everybody was getting a turn now. It was yeah, I also wheel. everybody was getting a turn on the first the Phoenix first with riding now. Oh crap! Did we just not pro- in a sexual way, of course? Oh, oh crap! Did we just prove DC's point? I think we did. <laughs> Well, like we were talking, like we were talking about it, and then we were talking about how how sick of the Phoenix were, and I was like, "Oh my God, DC might have had a point." Yes, this is proving a point. And then you got the, then the 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 the, the, the alternate future where Wolverine was a Phoenix, was the host of the Phoenix. Oh yeah, that was the uh, future. That was the pop, oh, Thor. That was, yeah, the alternate future where Thor's the last god, right? Mm-hmm. And then Doctor Doom had a part of the Phoenix when he was a. He had the Iron Fist, the Social Supreme, the Phoenix. Oh, wait, did he have the Phoenix? When he had all those powers at the end of time? Yeah, he had a lot. Was the Phoenix part of it, too? I, I think I, I'm, I think Black Panther. No, no, no. I, I think you're right. I think he had the Phoenix, because I remember he was fighting somebody who had an Infinity Gauntlet. He burned it out of them. Oh, and Thane had. Oh, yeah, and Thane, Thane the son of Dark, Thanos, Thanos the son, son of Thanos. Thanos at one point in time too. Thanos beat it out of him though. <laughs> Thanos beat it because out. Because of course of he did. Uh, because of course he did. And so we just now it's just like we've seen it so many times, so many places. Now we've seen all this, and now it's the mother of four. It went from, you know, Ga- Gaia. Freya was it? Gaia. Then Freya became the stepmother. Now Gaia isn't it. And now the Phoenix entity was when during 
where they all work together as the original Avengers. Which again doesn't make sense because we literally just saw Thor use Gaia's tapping to Gaia's powers. So I, I think she's lying just just to mess with Thor because that would make no hmm. sense. Yeah, it doesn't make sense considering Thor literally just used Gaia's powers like a few comics ago. Exactly. But like I said, man, so many things have changed. This this comes to grab how I feel with some come people the comic book readers. Stop changing so much stuff. I can understand the reboots with DC, how we went from post crisis, from pre crisis, post crisis, you know, new 52 flashpoint reboot. I can understand that. But, you know, Marvel doesn't do reboots unless you want to count Secret Wars in 2015. Which is sort of like they a count as a reboot, reboot, but it's like a soft one. It's not like a hard line. Or not. So, honestly, with the Phoenix and how uh, Millionaire. Like everybody can lift it now. I can understand these people crashing. I feel like, and then recently, nah, that's a spoiler. I'm about to say, recently, somebody new just picked it up that we never thought it picked it up. Venom, he picked up a millionaire, Eddie Brock, he just picked it up. I don't think we need this tournament of this tournament of Phoenix. I don't, mm-hmm. so that's my so that's my say on it. Y'all agree. Uh, you you comic book people? Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, yes. I'm gonna agree. The idea, like on paper, the idea of a Phoenix tournament is a good idea, but we're all but we're all just kind of sick of looking at the Phoenix. The same problem that Darkseid had in Post Crisis, where he was just showing up all the time. That's the problem we're having with Phoenix now. It's just like you're you're not cool anymore. You're not interesting. You're not. It's not special anymore. It's like now it's like, oh, the Phoenix gonna show up. Oh, it's gonna be power. Yeah. Now it's like, oh, again. We just saw it two weeks ago. It's like, well, I'm I'm gonna bring this back to one of my other um, fandoms. You know the difference between a Austin St. John appearance in Power Rangers and a Jason David Frank appearance in Power Rangers? The difference? Yeah, yeah, the difference. Like, you know why whenever whenever Tommy shows back up, people are just like, oh, hey, it's Tommy again. Whereas when Jason shows back up, it's like, oh my god, it's Jason. Because Jason David Frank keeps showing up. He he doesn't even go yeah. a full five years before his yeah. next appearance. Whereas with Austin St. John, the when he appeared in Beast Morphers, that was the first time we'd seen him in 15 years. So it was this epic reveal, this epic moment. We're like, oh my mm-hmm. god, it's Jason. Jason's back. Mm-hmm. Whereas, again, with Jason David Frank playing Tommy Oliver, it's like, he shows up in, he shows up in Dino Thunder. And he, show, he spends five years in Power Rangers just back-to-back. And you're like, okay, cool, cool. He shows back up in Dino Thunder. And you're like, oh, and that's the first time he shows back up. And we're like, oh, my God, it's Tommy, it's Tommy, it's Tommy's back. And then mm. he shows back up in yeah, again. a bunch of... <laughs> they shows back up again, and we were like, oh, okay, Tommy's back. And then he shows back up in uh, Super Mega Force, and you're like, oh, hey, it's Tommy again. And then he shows up a year later in Ninja Steel, and we're like, dude, give us time to miss you. I hate yeah, to admit totally it. Get it. Totally I, get I hate it. to admit it, but maybe Marvel and DC ha- have a point about brand dilution. Showing if, the, if you only use the character very rarely it makes the times they do appear more special and with the phoenix she 
the Phoenix has not been special for a while because we've seen the Phoenix back to back to back to back for the past seven years. Mm-hmm. It hasn't been a year to a while without the Phoenix showing up. Not just yeah, exactly. reference, but showing up. Like physically showing up. Hey man, speaking of Power Rangers, man, speaking of Power that that Zio Power Rangers intro was that was that heat. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, just yeah. I'm just putting the information because y'all mentioned Power Rangers. Yeah, no, 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 I agree, I agree. Zio was like, Bruh, five, you mean, hold on, hold on, I think I might have it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I knew what's coming. Oh, here we go. Huh? <laughs> hold on, hold on. <laughs> While you're playing music, can you do me a favor? What's that? Can you hit up? Well, we're talking, since we just played Gozio, can you hit up? Can you hit up Go Gold Ranger? Yeah. And DJ Cassio is now man. Hey, it is what it is. He's taking requests at this time. Like all, all due respect to the Green Ranger and White Ranger themes. Like those were dope, but Go Go Ranger blew them out of the water. I'm gonna, I'm, 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 I'm gonna take a listen. This is it. Yeah, this is it. Plus, he was the only one who got a music video. Oh, wow. Red Ranger's Gold Ranger. I didn't yeah, actually yeah, know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I mentioned that. Jason Lee Scott, the Red Ranger, became the Gold Ranger. Oh, this is when I stopped watching. Yeah. I stopped watching when he showed up. <laughs> Dang. You missed the best parts. Yeah. Probably can't do the whole music video, bro. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. We'll, we'll get sued by Simone, but yeah. But I don't know if he got if he got the White Ranger intro. I just I need so I just have to put this out there. So Planet, the Planet Podcast does not own any rights to this music because now that this is in the background, I'm gonna have to make sure this is noted out there. Oh, so Planet, don't put it Planet Podcast does not own. Yeah, yeah, we, we don't. Man, I don't know, man. I think the White Ranger thing might, might, might have that one beat. It might have it beat. Hold on, this is it. Here. White, white. <laughs> Oh, this is our childhood, people. All right, all right, we're done. We're done. Go right, right Ranger. Go right, Ranger. All right, all right, 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 right you don't have to leave. Right we're done. Now. You're right. We're done. Hold on. Hold up. This this was our childhood, people. We're done. We're done. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> No, but no. Um, I just got finished beating, beating Final Fantasy VII remake. I've had it for a while, and they just oh, released man. it, I think, for free on um, on PS4, like uh, PS Now, not PS Now. Yeah. I'm sorry, PS Plus. No, I think that's oh PS Plus. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah PS Plus. It's it's a uh, it's a free download. Um, God, it's a good game. I just I just finished beating through it. Um, so anybody who was fans of the previous game with Final Fantasy, I think, will be pleasantly pleasantly you know um you know surprised with how good like this game is with how much detail they put into it um with how much is time it, they obviously took into creating the game but 
is it better than 13? Because me and 13 had problems. 13 is one of um, Lightning, right? Yes. Uh, Well, see, I didn't play through 13. So I can't really give you uh, too much of a synopsis on it. I'm going to, I mean, I just know it's amazing. Like, part, the 7 remake is leaps and bounds better than what I thought it was, like, going to be. Because I didn't, yeah. I didn't give it too much of a chance because it was episodic. And um, it changed so much about this about the uh, the gameplay and just there was so it was so different from what I um was used to. But once I got rid of the nostalgia glasses and took those off, um, and I just decided to like open up my, you know, my mind to accept whatever this game has to offer, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I couldn't yeah, stop I couldn't stop playing it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I was just joking about the 13 thing. I've already played it. I know it's better than 13. Oh, okay, it's good. My, my bad, my bad. Well, yeah. yeah. Um, but no, if anybody was on the fence about whether or not they should pick the game up or try the game, if you played the if you played the original Final Fantasy VII, yes, you should definitely pick up the remake. If you haven't played Final Fantasy VII the original, yes, you should play the remake. You know what I mean? Um, right. It's it's good for people who don't who who are you know new to rpgs like i was final fantasy 7 was the game who bet that, that uh introduced me to rpgs you know he's the first one that i that i beat like once i beat this game i went i went back and i beat chrono trigger you know what i mean just because i'm like oh snap rpgs are kind of cool so i went back and i played chrono trigger and to beat that game after i beat final fantasy 7 for the first time <clears throat> so you know it was a game that introduced me again to, um, RPGs, again yeah. and no one talks about chrono cross which i feel is a really good sequel to chrono trigger and i'm annoyed people just ignore it oh i will fight anyone who calls it a bad game like <laughs> in the street in, in, in the street in the parking lot wherever come at me okay um he said these hands was e-rated for everyone that's what he said <laughs> um yeah yeah, basically, I mean, I've heard I good things about about you know the remake. I have to admit, so yeah, it's, um, it's actually really good. I like yeah, it. If you haven't played it, um, Medusa, maybe I'm. I mean, so, I know you're a gamer, but yeah. I am. So, but I have like an uneasy. Uneasy is the wrong word. I can never think of the word. I have like an up and down, like a roller coaster relationship with Final Fantasy. Because, you know, I was playing Final Fantasy when it was like, I can't even tell you where I left off. I feel like I left off before 7. It may have been after 7. I don't know. I I, I was playing Final Fantasy before it became the role-playing game that it is now. You know what I'm saying? With, the, you know, with the old-ass graphics and, you know, you taking turns to do this and taking turns to do that. Like, yeah. it, for me, it lost. Like I, I learned when I was playing those games that I don't like those kinds of games. I will say to treat this as a brand new like installment. Like okay. forget all so the I, previous if I play it, will I get lost? Like do I have to play uh, previous no. games to understand anything? No, no, well, no, okay. no, no, no. Every Final Fantasy game is standalone. Despite the fact okay. that they have numbers, they're all basically just... it's an anthology. Like okay. Final Fantasy is an anthology, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, so but specifically Part Seven. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Final Fantasy Seven for the Final Sa Fantasy Seven remake. It some of the twists that some of the twists in the plot will make more sense as twists if you played the original, but you don't need. Um, you don't have to. But all. you don't have to. 
You can just enjoy it as its own story. They have an update for this. They have a I, for, I forgot what it was called, and I hate the fact that I don't know what it's called right now. But there is a, a, a DLC, an upgrade for this game, but it's on the PS5 only. Hmm. So uh, I'm almost positive that this game won't be able to be continued past this um the first uh the first installment or whatever. You won't be able to play this game on a PS4 past this um like set yeah. of episodes. Yeah. If you want to play the game more than like you're gonna have to purchase a PS5, you know. Yeah. So that's that's my only thing because I'm like PS5. The thing that's gonna get me to buy a PS5 is telling me that I can only play Final Fantasy VII, the rest of the story on the PS5, and let and, and telling me that that um they're gonna make a like a Metal Gear Solid remake, mm. like that that. I'm sold already on the thousand dollars for the PS5. All right, come on, wrap it up. Let's go put it in the back. Put in the back. Um, they 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 said they they announced Metal Gear, so I go and put it in the back. Go ahead on. Put it in the Listen, back. we oh, talked good. about on the previous podcast <laughs> yeah. where they're they're making like Xbox One Series X exclusives, so yeah. I have mm. to have a Series X to like play some of these games, and I'm, I'm so I feel you because I'm telling you like. There's another Gears game that has to come out. Hey, we're yeah. still waiting on right. Halo, and I, I am still waiting on it. And I'm telling you, if they make these Series X exclusives, well, I know what I'm getting Black Friday. <laughs> like, let's let's go ahead and I'm a pre-order yeah. everything. I'm gonna have to get it because I need it. I'm gonna need it. So I feel I'll tell you. you. I feel you on that. Okay, so you know we've talked about a lot of things on the podcast. We've talked about Ray Fisher. We've talked about new guys being canceled and the fact that it is the Snyderverse's fault, but I don't agree with the dark side sentiment. You know what I'm saying? Well, well with, the, mm. with the WB's reason for the dark side sentiment. Um, we talked about Marvel and if they really needed to do the Tournament of the Phoenix. We have talked about the Final Fantasy VII remake and how it is a wonderful game and that I'm going to try to look for it, you know, to see if it's available on the Fantastic. Xbox store um, and whatever. So, I mean, I feel like it's a good way for us to go ahead and, you know what I'm saying, in the podcast. So um, let's go ahead and have our final thoughts. So, you know, Toku Terry, what are your final thoughts about everything we talked about? My final thoughts, it, my final thoughts are, one, we need a live action Ryan at some point in the near future. That is just something we need to happen. Two, play Final Fantasy VII, and if you can't play it, look at online videos of it. Three, uh yeah yeah Joss Whedon, uh, rot in a pit somewhere. Mm-hmm. If if you could do that for me, that'd be great. Thanks. Um, and that's and that's it. All right, Cassio, what are yours? Oh um, well, um, yeah, Ray Fisher. You know, I hope he I hope he you know gets the um justice that he's looking for. I do, I, I, I do, I do hope everything goes well for him. Um, honestly, <clears throat> um, uh, yeah, new gods, man. I was really happy to look forward to see something else from Ava, you know, to see some more work from her. So I'm disappointed in the fact that I, I, I don't get to see uh, an, another piece of work from Ava DuVernay, especially one that's tied in with, you know, nerd culture, you know, right. um. So that was, like I said, that's a little, you know, a bit of a letdown, but I mean, I'm sure she's going to bounce back and do something else, but you know, I, I, I was very much interested in seeing like what she could do with this, you know, I, I really was. Um, and 
I still think the White Ranger theme is better than the Gold Ranger theme. Just saying. Um, uh, <laughs> I, I am not. Gonna, I am not going to take that from my hat. It's just okay. you know, creative differences. Um, it's all good. And Final Fantasy and Final Fantasy VII remake. You know, like I said, like um, I bought this game when it first came out, and just popped it in the in the in, in like on a bookshelf. You know what I'm saying? It just boom. It's been sitting there, and this and it's been sitting there with all the rest of the other <laughs> games that have just been sitting there. And I decided to pull it out. I decided to like let me let me let me let me see if I could like you know jump back in this game. And once I started playing, I couldn't stop. So it's it's definitely a recommended game. Definitely, definitely a recommended game for me. You know. Um, other than that, you know, that's it. Yeah. Right. Thank you guys for hanging uh... out. My quick final thoughts, you know, again, I agree with everybody else. Uh, again, my apologies to Ray Fisher. I definitely agree you went through some bullshit. And, I, you know, I wish you well in future endeavors. Hopefully we'll see you in something super hot out here soon, super big. Um, I don't have nothing to say about the Tourney of the Phoenix. I kind of zoned out on that part because I'm not a comic. You know, I'm not a comic nerd. I listen. Like, I, mm -hmm. I heard I heard that the Phoenix might be Thor's mom. So that means that Odin was slanging his thing around. I think, I think that's how that goes. I don't know how you, I'm just going to leave it there. <laughs> just going to leave it there because I don't know. Um, <laughs> as far as Final Fantasy, you know what I'm saying? Again, if it's on the store, I'll definitely check it out um, and whatever. Because, I mean, it sounds like it's something worth And I do game a lot and I'm always looking for something new to play. So I'll check it out if it's there. Um, and so, you know, just once again, I want to thank, you know, all of my fellow podcasts, my team, you know what I'm saying, for being on this podcast with me, Toku Terry, happy birthday once again, you know what I'm saying, we love you, we hope you enjoy what's left of your birthday today, um, once again, you can catch the Planet Podcast on YouTube, you can catch us on Spotify, and you can catch us on Google Podcasts, so, you know, with all of that, we're going to go ahead and sign off, and again, everybody be safe, be, be, be amazing, and, um, you know, we'll see y'all next time. Okay. Oh, catchphrases. Catchphrases. Sorry. Uh, catchphrases. Yeah. Be more phenomenal, everyone. Stay safe. Stay awesome. Casio. And as always, don't believe the hype. I don't right. have one. I'm gonna come up with one. That's gonna be my. That's gonna be my homework for next time. I'm gonna come <laughs> up with one. That's what I'm gonna do. So, all right, y'all. We will catch y'all next time. Peace. Bye. Peace.